Farscape 2000. Look at that princess. Part 1. A kiss is but a kiss. The episode opens in the cockpit of John's module, Farscape 1. Aaron is sitting on the controls, giving John yet another flying lesson. He's seated just behind her, looking rather bored. Aaron, you pull into the roll. It's counterintuitive at first, but rapidly increases the distance from the enemy. John Aaron, my module is a research craft, not built for hairpin maneuvers. Aaron, mildly annoyed. Would you like to learn how to do this, or are you content to continue to display your ineptitude? John, mildly annoyed back. My ineptitude? You mean my improvisation? The kind that bull, 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 bulls your sorry military? Suddenly he laughs a little with the nose, hair, brushes. Her hair in some close confines of combat. I'm sorry. Sorry, but what is that smell? Aaron, what? John needs to take some more deliberate whiff. It's your hair which smells, Aaron. Ever so slight note of satisfaction in her voice. So then give me something. John, all right. It smells good. I like it. Aaron turned her face towards him. Well, it's not for you to like. John, oh. Then what's it for? Aaron, for me to like. John, you don't don't like it that. You don't like that. I like it. Aaron, personally, indulgence can fracture a small crew. John, I would never, I would never tell that you scented your hair. Aaron, she smiles and their lips meet. Their kiss threatens to become more passionate. He suddenly pulls away from them. Hits the canopy release button. No, the canopy flies open. He bails out of the floor of the maintenance bay. Starts to storm away from the module. John scrams off her. John Aaron, Aaron, no. Aaron, no, I'll not be a slave to your hormones. Aaron, John, my hormones? Hey, I was lips. You a tongue. Catches it up to her and traps her against the wall, between her his arms, facing her. Voice in her, look at him. Why did you do your hair? Aaron, to see if he noticed John, annoyed and waiting for her to continue. Standing attention, Senior. Senior, who's doing something nearby, looks up curiously at them. Aaron, coldly, while they let. Well, I let Zinan know that you find her oils pleasing. John, it's you who find pleasing. Aaron ducks on his arms, walks away about another word, leaving John alone. His module is Shiana. Shiana, you want some advice? John, and she talks back to the module, begins tinkering. Not particularly. Shiana, teasing. Well, makes me want to give it to you even more. Then more seriously as she approaches him. Hey, there's too much pressure. You're scared of the future. So why not just live in the moment? John Sully, you come up with that one yourself? Sienna said up with him. She comes in close over his shoulder. Go fast with the body, slow with the soul. Maybe you should find someone like that? Pilot interrupting them via con. Commander Triton, Sienna, please join the others in command at once. Soon after, cut to command. A day go into Sienna. And John, Aaron, and Rigel, and Zianna, Zian, are ready there. A pilot is present by a clamshell viewer. Diego? Okay, pilot, you're here. They're, they're here. Now tell us, why have you stopped? We stopped moving. Pilot cut to him in the den as he speaks. Familiar with an automated piece of keeper? Satellite weaponry? Even self tracking pulse cannons. Pilot, they're locked in across target helix. John, pilot, give us immediate service. Pilot impossible. The initiation of a energy surge will result in our destruction. They against Scopus, you think they've found us? 
But there are no vessels anywhere near. Roger, then why the hell? How the hell did they get here? But perhaps they're from inhabited star systems. Why the science is horizon? These cannons appear to be their first line of defense. Then a grasping alarm, peacekeeper settlements. This far in uncharted territories? God is help us. Fair enough, we've not got we've got to do something. Zian begins a prayer chant. Santa quickly qualifies that. Something useful. Pirate hesitating. Representative of the inhabited system. Been signalling us. Loaded by yet by the Yelza. Run. Fight. Surrender. Pick one. Pilot will apologize the ship approaches Boyer from alongside the covered cannon. Boyer chooses surrender. Resistance by mean by her means, death. Cut to as soon as Ryder begins the surrender speech. Image representative of the alien planetary system. Tyro appears on the main view screen. Rigel, I am. John Pitt rubbing Rigel's hover chair, pushing it back and back. Our way, Josen. You keep your mouth shut. Rigel, and I'm your best negotiator. John, as he takes Rigel in a headlock, punches his mouth shut. Our best self-serving to hell is if anyone else to treat her. You just shut up, Tyro. A very attractive man with dark hair and Romanist cut, whose appearance is completely surrogate. Are you human? Our scanner of indeed have no large referee or hidden cargo. And yes, despite this ship's peaceful human history, we're in no way affiliated with them. Said Anne, we are a stated counsellor. Toro peaceful. Toro. 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 As such, we could now release you to travel as you will. Jenna, apparently, the scan took a while. You're not going to shoot? Well, that's a lot of productive firearms. He leaves, seemingly explicitly disgusted. Their peaceful conclusion, the confrontation. There you go. We approach your worlds. We're prepared to pay for provisions. Terrell, I'm afraid that's impossible. During coronation time, John kneels with pain as Rigel. Sunday by the side, the idea of coronation. Take a bite of him. Breaks free and approach the view screen. Rigel, coronation time? I am Dom Rigel, the XVEI Hydrian, Hydrian Empire. It ends, he's a lies, semi sigh. We're so close to getting away. Would you take it away, Rorty? Bearing gifts for your new sovereign? Taro, escape prisoners bearing gifts? Rigel, hear me, command, answered Taro. Hated the drugs keepers can never approach ours. Fate has conspired to forge this ally. Yes. John eyes, Rigel. Taro, the royal planet will receive you. Rigel, house of satisfaction. And stands facility approach when the strict security weapons of any kind result in inconsiderate translation. He signs off. Rigel was all right? John, as he turns to leave, guess, yeah, I guess so. Rigel was distant. Yeah, is I right? John, no point in arguing now. Yes, Rigel, you're right. Rigel, don't you ever forget it. Soon after, cut to John, walking along in one of Moya's corridors. Aaron approaches from the opposite direction. She steps at he steps in the path of follow-up stopper. He pushes him aside and continue on. A word, John turns to follow-up. John Aaron, I want to talk. Aaron, I want to talk less. John, we tried that. You see, it leads to kissing. Aaron, she groans wearily, turns back towards him. Ah, John, that's a joke. To me, it's a, it's a real tension. Aaron, wasn't funny. Just give me some place, John. John, fine. We'll have the whole universe. Turns away in strides towards Sienna's quarters. Nearby the door is shut. Calls her Shanna. Shanna, she breathes. Her breathless voice is heard. 
way on the heart behind the door again. Johnny Darren watches. Yeah, we're going down the planet. You want to hang? Shadow breathing heavily from behind the door. Yeah. Aaron, as she stops with amusement and mutters herself, that's good, and she turns away and walks away. John's still calling for the door. Cool, I could come in. Can I come in? He hits the door, releases, strides in, and Sienna, with his neck, neck in on the top of Diego, lets loose with rasping scream of pleasure, which Diego dines. He will run how and exiting, annoying John as he takes off to the scene. How he comes back, throws her back out, without looking at them. Oh, bad time, good time, sorry, uh, wrong time. Cut back to later, Diego, breathless excitement, crosses John the corridors, Moya. Diego, the blow, urgent tone, John. My life has been one, been one crushing disappointment for the next, after the next. But if this girl, I can manage to find pleasure. When it's pleasure, poses them what they both watched Aaron Shana, decked out in their best shore outfits, hard by the way in the transport pod. Don't blow it for me. John never. It's cool. I'm happy for you. Very good. He pats John out to mind him. His shoulder follows the women. John, all right. Dago, good. John, good. Muttering himself as he follows Dago. How come I'm always last alone? With that strange shift of view of one of my pods dropping away from her ace arcing towards an earth-like planet. It soon drives a flotilla of ships passing over the royal city, which boils on the yellowish sun, juggled by grayish clouds. The world palace itself is vast pyramid structure, its lines softened by curves, those from Pogonia. The scene shifts again to a marvelous reception of a triple this part from the pod and mingling with locals, sectarians of the breakaway colonies, the planet the Demises were called, are dressed in formal white clothing, of course all human appearance, their trade placed around their boyum, but bare small glasses could vials a bit of a liquid. Guests may take a vial and use in the tiny glass stopper. It seals each one. They drop, place a drop of liquid on their tongue. A fair touching second drop of vial to place in the socket sack. So couple and kiss. And if they taste the liquid, kiss is right. They then they pair off. Oja moves his chair for the crowd. Serves as a social grotural. Chuckles a mitch of diversion and satisfaction approaches on Aaron. I know. These are the fabled breakaway colonies, and when they declared independence, they fled from our planet home systems. No one gave them a chance of surviving. Rigel, yet here they are, still hating the peacekeepers, 1900 cycles later. 1900 cycles later, Aaron and every peacekeeper attempt to end a false coronation has failed, Rigel. I say they enjoy their freedoms too much, Aaron. And chuckling a little to herself, takes a drink for some local beverage. Yeah, why do approve when she sells off? And why not? John as he pulls it up behind Aaron. Buy a drink for a few words. Aaron, you mean now? And she hands occupied. Make a run as he had yet. John, oh, that's not fair. He steps back from the Aaron a bit. An attractive local woman bots up to him. A vowel insinuates himself between them. Woman, hi, John flustered, hi. I put the drop of liquid to her tongue. I was on the drop. Oh, no, no, I stopped raving years ago. Woman smiling. It won't hurt, it doesn't hurt you. Just a bit for the kiss. He seems to have no choice other than to set the drop. They briefly touch, and briefly touch his tongue as a woman. John smacking his lips, he's pulled back. You no know, taste, kind of like a, oh, woman takes his head, 
and brings her lips to his for a longer, slower, deeper kiss than Aaron. Eyes are nice as she drains the drink of one savage gulp. Woman, she breaks the kiss and looks at John for only a second, walking away, sorry. Anne steps closer to John, but you know, whole well designed for your rutting instincts. By that moment, a man, Dragon, approaches and pushes himself to weed Aaron and John. Also, drop them from his vow. They seem to hate that Aaron's alliance. No, 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 try him. Pray to John. Seems to be love kissing. Dork suffered. Diango turns Aaron. Who's John? John, no. Oh, no. Quickly turns away into another woman with vow standing neck, neck behind him. This time he readily accepts a drop. Dozes a long, deep kiss of her. When he parts, she sighs in mild disappointment and moves off. But John is upbeat. Never, I'm never leaving this world. He bops off cheerily amid the dancing, searching crowd and scene shifts to upwards. The beautiful woman standing on the balcony above the crowd, serving the goings on. Her name is Jenna. From her river is a fancy, Prince Cavalva, leading emissary, the Scarian Empire. Karen, Karen, the creature who's both exotic and vicious appearance, the size of a very large man with thick, grotesquely elongated neck, which thrusts vaguely her curling face. Far forward, his hair is short and man-like, man-like. The fact that this is some nightmarish horse-headed creature, his voice is deep and gravelly. Jenna, go about Ralevar. My sweet, there's a serin down there. Your sister hasn't kicked you yet. Caragon, annoyed, you said the borders were closed. No more new visitors. Prince Caraval, and you said it wouldn't matter. And my sister would never assume the throne. No matter how many suitors you they bring you in. Caragon, and a chemical anthropogenity irrevably altered. You will be king. As the scene shifts back down to celebration, John is kissing up with yet another one. By the touch of Torah, who is also studying John. Tyrone, is this the quite intelligent? Roger surprisingly. Despite his appearance, but Roger wasn't interested in talking about John. I think strange cancer Tyrone. But in your coronation time, he will get to eventually his crown successor. Tyrone. My firstborn, it was always attended me for Princess Catrillia. But by law, unless she can find a complete incredible mate, kingdom will fall to a younger brother. So he sits back to the balcony. The conversation met Catrillia continues between Calaval and Karine. They're sitting next to each other while Jenna watches the party below. Prince Calaval to Karine betraying his casual contempt for the huge Saharian, the slave to her mother's her mother. Anyone who recognises the Saharan Imperium. If you're, the, if you're the best they can understand, so in the midst of low ground. Jenna, now now you two. She comes and sits down between them. Says in a tone that would be teasing, but isn't. Well, if you're not going to be king, Cabal, I'm not going to marry you. Come back to Moya, where Zian sits alone in a quiet ship, engaged some arcane activity. Around pilots, vigilance, peers on a clamshade, viewer. Excuse me, Zidane. Why don't you visit the prior planet with the others? Zidane, my solitude is important to me. Pilot, I barely have enough time to pursue the tenets. My priesthood, as it is. Pilot, being 
Persimus. I have opened all the doors to chamber the fear. Then Anne looks around her. The sound of doors open the echo around her. Why not I please? Once again have chosen to stay with us. Then Anne bows her head. Mercy pleads and honour. She ceases with what she's doing. It's a ritual stroking motion of her head and face. Her hand before lifting her chin, opening her mouth slightly. She sings a high, clear, sustained note. In this pilot, then pilot listens. Then his mouth opens slightly open. He's picking up a note from her. The sound flows seamlessly through Maya's empty corridors. If she's she singing to herself, is singing. Got back to the ball of Royal Planet. The white clad vocals continue to dance. Artfully sophisticated Dunbury. A pair of Shanna and Dago sit together in the middle of it all. Shanna takes a vowel. She offers it a slightly stoned lean to him. Jenna, a few drops of these little vowels we could see in our DNA. Compatible children. Dago, no, no, don't. Jenna, come on. What have you got to lose? Dago, like a big kid. I don't wanna. Then more thoughtfully. Our innocence, that's what we've got to lose. Jenna persists and manages to get a drop into both her tongues. They take a long taste of each other. Jenna's of them dislocation looks at their faces. Just the taste is not pleasant. Dago takes a deep, deep, obviously dis- breath and obviously distressed. Jenna takes his face and hands and moves quickly to comfort him. Hey, it's just a game for us, Dago. Okay, we don't play by the rules. They do. Dago, the truth is that we're not compatible. Jenna cuts him. Only our DNA. He takes one of his head tentacles and nicks it. Dago grows streaming. Not the parts that make us feel pleasure. They kiss again this time without drops full of growls. Same sister Aaron and Rigel, whose body crying, watching them from above and they're eyeing him warily. So Aaron's are well known in the galaxy and not for anything good. Rigel, why is he watching us so intensely? Aaron, when was the last time you saw Sarian and diplomatic mission? Rigel, what do you think he wants besides killing peacekeepers and me? Aaron, the same thing my foremost superiors wanted, covenant with his king this kingdom. Dashing fellow his white long sleeve pirate sleeve shirt open to his navel, pulls his next Aaron, the officer of Val, he snaps out of his hand, off holds him off, go away, go, his eyes is obvious purple but a purple with a curious expression before moving on. He leaves for a second though, a second lank guy lanking, a bit goofy looking, a mass of fuzzy hair, gives her a come hither look grin, waves his vow at her from a few feet away. She gives him a very, very fatuous grin and waves the vowel she took from the suspect and back him before turning to Rigel, offering it to him. Rigel, have you lost your mind? Aaron, do it. His place is dropped with the vowel, the tongue, the bun and Rigel, and leans forward and kisses Rigel with a big one in the mouth as he struggles with a fuzzy, fuzzy-haired guy watches the crystal thing. Aaron releases Rigel, looks up to the guy who is only slightly less revolted than we are. And that's with a big, sincere grin. Sweet. I'm so pleased. Rigel, hastily playing long. Me too. How unexpected. Fuzzy-haired guy. A strange smile. I wish you both the very best of fortune. He quickly moves off. And thank you. As soon as he's gone, oh, gone she and Rigel yelp. A bit violently. Very mutual repulsion. Cut back to Moya, where Professor Zendan is drifting for the quarters. Meditative state of DRD chirp at her feet. High clear note she began continues to feel Moya. So he pilots urgent tone, breaks a spell. Pilot? Zidane, 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 startling with her from a chance. Pilot, you calling me? Pilot's sounding sick. 
is Scobbies. Scobbies has found us. So then, with a look of pure dread, she sprints the command and redresses Pilot from there. Is the command carry any closer to Pilot? Pilot still held in abeyance. Sounds like cannon, cannon, perimeter. Damn, can you spot orbit yet? But it's uh, confirmed. My senses keep keeping scan. So then, have we got time to re-crighten the others? Pilot, no. So then, what have, what have we let them see us and then? Pilot, Starburst, Scobbies may think that they're all aboard pursuit. If that, you decide to flee. Attempt to draw Scobbies off to make a pilot. And it is Pilot Burstbone, Starburst. Then softly, Goddess, please ascend us guidance. Make the right, this the right thing to do. Maya's gone, leaving Aaron, Jenna. They go, John and Rigel, on a royal planet, aware of pain and danger. Cut by the royal planet, penalty continues. Her ears have met about heard enough of honouring the alien royalty. Are ready to leave, but seem to have getting in trouble like eating Maya. John approaches Rigel, Rigel, where are they going, China? Rigel slurring. Oh, it's only exchanging body for. Fluids and checking the tracking station to locate Maya's orbit. Though it's hard to guess, he finds more revolving. Shanna Dago's infraturation, definitely locating not Maya. Was that just figure? Look, let's just get that that drink out of your hand. Gonna sum you up and get you out of here. As John struggles with Clanvient, high ear in Trio, breaks him from behind. Terror, excuse me, John Prokoy Rigel. Yeah, second party. They are insistent. You know, once you, you were you once a peacekeeper? John gets quite a, John and gets John's John and gets John's attention and straightens up, turns to face Charlie. I know cancer Terrell, right. Look, we've got a little problem with our ship. Terrell, but Tyron's got a problem too. Cuts John off. Your friends have been given access for Space Command to find our your ship. From now on, you don't mind, Mr. John to turn around. And John does, he finds himself face to face Princess Cardelia is an attractive, round faced woman, royal bearings. She holds a veil. Don smiling wearily. Look, I would have parted out if you if, if you could. And she catches a look of solemn desperation of face. She waits his consent with a veil. Maybe it's a Cardelia with quite dignification. Please, dignity, please. John, after long pause during which he takes her a gentle sorrow, he takes a certain gentle sorrow, Casey realistically places drop the vowel on her tongue, and never answer his. They touch lips and back, start back as if in surprise. They lean in for a long, slow kiss. They're in the middle of the ball. Rigel grasps with a little awe and a clear sexuality, and Jero looks on intensely. John and Kalilia part. She's joyful, slightly tuckled smile. Place now she looks at him. Bonus seems happy. A little sunny as he, he said in wonder. It's sweet, it's sweet, so kinda of like molasses. Charlie turns away slowly. Way his pressure in his face is one of pain. Guards around with the music, dancing, pairing off stops as the crowd clears the space around John and continue to share in amazement, murmurs of look. Morasses. Oh, she's smiling, river of the room. John mutters to himself, he looks around her apprehensive for funny stuff. So in the center oh, oh, seeing Sister Balcony with Chien, Clamber and Jenna, a witness this miraculous match as well. Clamber is furious and starts angrily, rules the crowd with his sister, Catilia, Clarence Gouveia. It cannot be, Chien, 
He catches the severity and restrains him. No, Kalevar. Prince Kalevar, struggling at Kalin, pushes him at the rear of the balcony. Out of sight. Take your claws off me. This is not supposed to be collateral, but now the Siberian. Kalin wisely, as he continues to restrain the perpetuous prince. As far as we know, she isn't. Do you not find it make a spectacle, Your Highness? Prince Kalevar, his voice harsh with rage, kiss was sweet and compatible. The scene shifts back to John Cotilla. Trowing under Donald's room floor, a guard's come. John, what hell's going on, Trowing? For your own, for your protection, the scene shifts back to Trillian. Caliban and Jenna on balcony. Jenna again into seas between the two males the front coat sheet in. Jenna, what is the, if the, 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 the is corrosive, creative? Yeah, and she, she turns away from them. Look over the balloon as he says, and his pawn, whatever it is. Must die tragically within a summer day. He entails a menacing determination. The air shimmers in the tense heat of his breath. Cut soon afterward, John is being executed by children contingent guards through pale je- Japanese quest corridors well past. John, I understand everything you almost say, except I'm on my unrest. Tyrone, absolutely not. John, good. But that he abruptly turns to go back where they came, a path of block by two guards behind him. The Jungdraj stops and Taro turns to him. Taro ends his eyes. Please try to understand, John, face of Taro. Understand. You asked me to kiss that chick. Taro, you kissed your prince, our princess, John, yeah. Now we're compatible. Well, what the hell does that mean? Taro, you make your email be found and might be able to provide her with healthy children. John, quite incredulous, you want a donation to Sternbank? John, he's, Taro, he rolls his head in frustration. I want you to consider marrying her. Johnny steps back and takes a long moment to process this. You must, you would just have to be on this side of my life to understand how friendly and sane that is. John Taro intensely. Do you not? She'll be our, be our next empress. She'll be regent. He turns to continue the horn. John follows. I was die for this chance. John, see, die. There's a problem. There's a die pump. Taro, all I ask for you is consider this blessing been laid before you. As he speaks, he leaves John the guards into the room. He stops short to surprise the fan Condor, Cavall. The prince is an alien servant woman named Romena. She is a human shape. Her skin is molten, deep, dark, bluish green in colour. She wears a tight cap on her head, a white tunic that makes her look prophetic. She flushes the red shawl which she's adjusting and covers her shoulders. Prince Kavir in a bored, impervious tone. Blessing, Councillor Turum. When the absolute truth of power is so much closer to the curse, Nerona plucks a stole and Slammer turns to her and anoints what? Goods his way, returns his attention to John Turum before they can beat Nerona. Nerinda. Nana. <coughs> Starts again and again. He turns back. Her hand hisses, stop it. Before I speak with them, not doing, she shirks away and he turns back to John and Choro, ignorant creature. Choro has cleared his taste of the prince. John cried in Prince Kavar, 
a second in line to the throne. Medical learning can get his head slightly. Great list, majesty. First among my people, John flashes the face sign. A jerk prince, and where he's standing behind Truro. We may take the guards and leave us now, Truro. Truro is stepping up to the prince. There's threats of other ones. Potential suit of the thrones of Maine and protective custody. All time, Prince of Cavalli dangerously. And whose orders dares to counter my mind? Tell the Empress, your mother. The two men face off in a moment, full tremble. Nodded his supremacy as his mother's orders. Reluctant. Nod and le- thinks, makes a little leave. Prince Cador, closing by John on his way out. I speak with you later. He exits to Ronena, scuttling close behind John. By his head, his paces past Toro into the room. There's always one in every family. Toro's Princess Catella where it falls to wed. By every sophistry, anniversary of her birth, throne goes to Prince Gerval. John, well, when does the safari date? Toro muttered few solar days. John, is this my cell? Toro, your room, yes. Without a word, John flops down the bed, arms thrown back out, legs crossed and stares at the ceiling, cut the back, back of the reception hall. A white-clad mating locals, seeing her mostly cleared out. That feels more like a drowsy night-night. Lounge now, Aaron strides in and approaches Shanna. Dago is sitting on the sofa. Laxon looks exhausted, lying on his head on Shanna's lap. Aaron, where have you two been? Dago, we've been in a space command center all night. Mine's no longer in orbit around the planet. Aaron and flight control confirm they didn't crash. But then and Pollock probably just Shanna with certainty. Starbars away and abandoned us. Aaron, if Aaron, we wanted to jump to if we wanted to come to conclusions, Jenna, you know, quite was in custody. Aaron, what? Jenna, mm, you kissed well, some princess. Now they want him go. Aaron, oh, of all the stupid Jenna, she jumps to her feet and wraps Aaron face to face. The dago yelps his head loose, pillow and plots her rapidly onto the sofa. You just want me to jump into another conclusion. You probably won't be in this, up to this train if it weren't for you. Aaron, me? Jenna, yeah. If you hadn't protected him. Aaron, if I was at my door, you'd like to be sniffing under. Jenna, some women consider that the compliment. Aaron, some women have to take a sitting up with some effort. Whoa, whoa, whoa. As exciting as this is at the moment, getting us nowhere. Rigel was frightened. They come back. They have no more information as far as Maya goes. Think we should just wait. Aaron, she just, she complements, plates her suggestion for a split second. No. That she grabs Shanna's arm. He had to drag her off. Come in me. The guy has shown me whether to keep him quiet. Shanna, he's already tried. They won't let you see him. Aaron, shut up, Shanna. They exit, leaving Diego looking after them with bemused expression. Just as soon as they find out, as, they, as soon as they're outside, familiar voice suppresses from. Him from behind, Scorpius, Carl Diego, is it? I don't believe we've had the pleasure. Diego leaps over his shoulder and seeing the black clad half Syrian behind him, leaps his feet away in alarmed hiss. He stands a few paces, Scorpius, eyeing him warily, brandishing his drinking glass as a weapon. Scorpius coolly circles the sofa and takes a seat upon it. I am totally unarmed, a bear, you know, ill will. Perhaps we should, um, well, yield her. He snaps his fingers to attract the attention of the servant. And they share repass. Seeing Sister Karen and Skabar are watching the room from a concealed area to we mirror Karen deeply suspicious. I knew there's more to it, Scorpius. 
I think Prince Kavar doesn't look like a, at all like a sweetskeeper. Carrying his father's Syrian, my race, his mother's Siberian. Prince Kavar, he knows that these companions of Crichton. Carrying Crichton, surely works for Crichton's By marrying a spy, your sister, they gain their aunties from the dynasty, block your advance. Prince Kavar with sarcasm, I'll forgive my ignorance, teacher. I trust you to make this work. But it was unwise of me. Carry him, impatient with the arrogant prince. You rule not because you desire it, Kavar, because I do. It draws out the sound of the word do. He directs a dangerously hot breath as Serena staggers back with him for his fear and discomfort. They to cut to John Fidelis' room. Dago Roger with him and seemed to be in the middle of the bait. Dago Scorpius, we're talking about. John, yes, and my life, Dago. Look at the prince, he's nice. He's nice, he's sweet. It's wanna be kind of fun to go shopping for the rest of my life. But I'm not getting married. What's the, what's the word of Moya? Durango, nothing. What difference does it make anyway? Scorpio is a full command career and they're waiting for us. Which is probably why Zidane and Pollock taking off for Egil. He's right, you know. Any place is safe is this planet. John, I'm sorry. But say, you say I should get married? Why do I would? John, you're packed for longer, miss. Dago, John, John what? Dago, think it's through. Gobby's offered me a deal to turn him in. John, what? Turn him share? He's gone in hell. Dago, he's going to leave this rest for us alone. Promises not destroy your brain as long as you give him access to work. I've done it your brain, John. And you said? Dago, quite reasonably. Yeah, you talk, you talk about it. You, you John, that's it? He turns away in disgust. John, Dago, frustrated. There's something in him, John. I imagine and I are in agreement about this. So listen up, Rigel, patiently. Increase your chances of figuring something out. Longer you last, these pretend to love this girl. John Andrew, love, love, Rigel. There is no love. I am reverse King Arthur. I am the one who should put the sword in stone. Rigel makes a sound indicating no understanding what John is yapping about. Jago throwing his arms up. All right, so what should we do? John, I don't care. I don't care about you guys do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell the nice girl I'm not her ticket to the throne. He storms out of room, leaving the two other two looking con, con, consternated. Cuts back to Moya, apparently sealed himself in his den. The Dan pushes the entrances to open the open entrance. The Dan Pollock, he said the command carrier. Is not behind us, behind it, somewhat breathless, positive. The surely Starburst Maya is capable. Practically an invitation to start pretext to follow. The Dan and Scorpius are not taking our bait. Pilot, perhaps he's already aware of Crichton. The others are down the planet. The Dan, if it's so, means abandon our friend. Pilot, there's nothing we would have done. Have we, we could have done if not we stayed to the end. Pilot, Dan. Turn us around, Pilot, immediately. Pilot, I will attempt to pilot like the close back, as you know. Even a star major man of Starbrush evades all previous navigation points. Then Anne snapping, just do it. Pilot, we're expectantly snapping back. Power, no, no, no for her. The decision to flee was a joint one. Then indicates her head. 
be silent and acknowledgement and leaves. Cut back to palace and royal planet. Join us around in the caravan while waiting to meet Catrillia. They're talking to him. And a quiet place, a trend. Prince Caravan, normally this would be a time for great joy and celebration. I must Chris feel as if I don't finish the thought. If you're not going to be king, because I'm going to marry your sister. Back says, I'm not going to be your brother in law. Prince Caravan, is this some sort of jest? John, jest? No, it's not a jest. On my planet, don't marry people you don't love unless they're quickly ill brainers. Now you just take it easy, bro. As soon as any ship returns and off this planet, you get to be king. Congratulations. Rises and walks away from Candor to meet Catrinia. While and walks the sunny room. Enters the sunny room from the far end. John. Prince Catrinia, it's good to see you again. Prince Catrinia, I have given up hope of meeting compatible Syrian man. John, yes, I wanted to talk to you about that. Look, um, don't know how to say this, but I just got to... But after he can, before he can finish Empress in his room, she's an attractive woman. was very much like Katrina, and is dressed in the identical white robes. A large blue stone in the throat, another on the bodice of a gown. And he signs of a, 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 a signs of pure rank. Empress Nova and her daughter. Princess Katrina, finding her head in disreference, and was standing a little surprised mother. Empress Nova, she stride past her daughter and circles down, backed him. You must be John Crichton. Greet him with delight. Tom bowing his head respectfully, Empress. Empress Nova, I appreciate the sturdy grandchildren for you. Let us still get to know each other, know one another. Takes him by one arm, walks him away from Trina. Once out of his shop, she asks quietly, Have you proposed? John, taken aback as her thoughtlessness, and going, going back with a little of his own. What? No, no. I don't, don't love your daughter. And there's nobody so concerned. How could you just you just met? John, why didn't you let your your son be king? Prince Nova. And Prince Nova, he's a fool, a tree on new dignity, with a neglect thick of the peasants, and a breach that would tell in millions of hundreds of millions of lives. John, yeah, starting with mine. Princess Nova. Empress Nova, peasant but to the point. I have no purpose for you. I then to keep my empire stable. We recognize the Saracens, peacekeepers attack, pack with the empire, the peacekeepers, Saracens evade, Clement Cantina, stand nearby, watching them talk, Empress stops, saying with fir- firmly, you must wed Katrina, Katrina, John, Empress Katrina, Nova, I understand your problems, but you need to understand, there's nothing you can say, gonna make me marry your daughter, she smiles at him without malice, but he's in an Empress for nothing, and then she gestures to someone behind John, Turns just in time to Scorpius under the entrance. Scorpius, as he enters the stride, stalls John, throws his arms wide, he's going to give him a big hug. Slaves, oh, hello, Crichton. John Friesen experiences a flashback, gamerac bass, horrific torture at the hands of Scorpius, and an old chair, a row, a row, a chair, a tragic moment. He's back in a chair, screaming, Scorpius, about me, something to remember me by. Snaps out of his terrible fravia. As Scorpius does indeed engulf him in a hearty embrace, saying, I've travelled a long, long way to see you again. John and Whisper, both angry frightened. I hate to say you wasted your time, Scorpius, but you have. Scorpius, you know that no matter what you think, the rift between us may not be personal. John, go away, Scorpius. It's over. You'll find another girlfriend. Scorpius, now I don't let her frighten you. I won't. Now don't let her frighten you, John, ma'am. John is staring fixedly at the place as Scorpius pats him companionly back 
Now you make the correct decision. Dom Numley watches him. He steps back and the Empress leans in loose and murmurs. Well, Empress Noble, my daughter, by that abomination, choose. He steps away from John as well. Goes to stand over by Scorpius. John hesitates for another second while walking stiftly over Katrina. Hence the Katrina in low tone, bad. John, shaken enough. Hence Katrina, she's strong, gets what she wants, John. What about you, Princess Katrina, barely? John, so what do you want, Prince Katrina, to be Empress? Her children, they keep the peace of my people. John, even if you're miserable, for the rest of your lives. Prince Katrina, I don't, I, I won't make you miserable. The pause of an understanding that rests, hangs, maturity and sensibility adds. I'm sorry, John. She has a glance at Empress and Jervis, return hovering in the opposite side of the room. John, taking his freaky breath, Princess Katrina, you sent to marry me. Princess Katrina, smiling, yes. She kisses his cheek and then takes him. Close embrace, John was deeply troubled. He catches his eyes, Scorpius, smiling at him. So he's ever so pleased by everything. Cut to later, Aaron and John walking. In a dim public space somewhere in the palace. Jaren, what do you mean you had no choice, Aaron? No choice, rock me hard, please. Aaron, fight, retreat, remain silent. John, Scobbies, the Empress. Aaron, the disappoint, you disappoint me, Cotton. John, you should lower your expectations. Aaron, well, at least the princess is pretty. John, uh, yeah, I guess so. Aaron, a wealthy, I suppose, John, I suppose so. Aaron, think of all the power you have. John, yeah, can't stop thinking about it. Then that would happen. How am I going to get out of this planet the way you got here? Single alive. I am well. I see that what, what I can do. At that moment, they approached by Dragon. A tree bloke met back in the meeting bowl. They're gone. Congratulations, John. Sorry. They're gone. Marrying our princess. Dresses herself. They're gone. Casanova. Casanova. Cousin to the crown. John. They shake hands. Aaron eyes. Bear-shaped blonde dragon, about one note iota be preached apprehension. John quite an astronaut. They are gone, Cotillas of lovely girl, wishes great happiness, says Aaron. And you may be, Aaron, extremely preoccupied. Excuse me. She shepherds John away, Diego. They are gone. Slow, calling presently after them. Perhaps some other time then. John will do lunch then quietly to Aaron. Seemed like a nice girl. Guy, Aaron, stop it. John, so many words of Moya. And I think she's got spooked by Scorpius' command carrier. John, yeah. Spooky, spooky, that's a good name for him. Here's that effect, Aaron, on you. John and everybody. How many guards have you seen since you got up here? Aaron, he pulls a glance away. Aaron, too many. John, that's right. They're protecting me from him. But Empress, this is a ball game. But if you have some suggestions, now yeah, would be a good time. Aaron, I'm just trying to figure out what they're hiding from us. John, well, if you can figure that out. It will, they'll see if you can figure out someone else to marry the princess. Aaron, if I, can, if I can't, John, better wait than dead. Aaron grins, rear misses, feltfully, and carries on, he smallows. Gently to cut the ground outside palace. There's a point of green, pond of green water, upon which a float, waterfowl. A small peasant boat, pleasure boats. Aaron is walking along among the greenery as a pond edges. As he hears Princess Cotilla's voice and stops, she sees Cotilla and Troyro standing on a small dock, sinks out into the water. This is a conversation of concealment. Princess Cotilla, deep voice, with regret to despair. Troyro, I despair, my mother. 
would truly force me to marry this stranger. Terror, we only we can only hope. Change this to Rilla, incredulous. We can only hope. Trevor frustrated. What am I supposed to say, Catrilla? The Princess Catrilla is short and breached aching. You're supposed to say, no, stop this travesty. You're supposed to say, I will not let you let you marry that man. You're supposed to take me away from this madness. That is my life. Trevor loves this desperate pose. Shakes his head and says gently, There's too much at stake to stop this now. You must estrange the spouses. Princess Catrilla, interrupting, she sounds close to tears. But I love you. Catrilla realizes I love you. But our union is not destined to be. As Aaron watches Katrilla lays her hands on his neck, kisses him. She turns and breaks for a long moment, while pulling gently away. Continuing, you must go, Crichton. You must do your duty. He makes no responses. Once, but steps back from Trevor, a look of sorrow and resignation, a round face. Cut back to the room where yesterday's reception's held. She and Odego still crashed there, for, there on the sofa. Don't they have a hotel rooms and other planets? And have returned from those stroll in the planet's grounds and ranting. Cried to Aaron, Crichton, so much a freaking fool. Running full, Jago, in a choice, Aaron, well, please, Princess, we attend. Don't even love him. She don't wants him, wants that Tyrone. Jago, you're forgetting about Scorpius, Aaron. They'd hide from him in the barren lands, as I said, where until he leaves. There's what power, that's what DNA, idea. Is setting itself again. Sienna's impatient. Aaron here, here is the only way to save Kreutzer's life, Aaron. Don't you get that? Aaron annoyed. I had just enough of you. She said, no, no, it's not me you're mad at. You should have told him how you felt about him. When you had a chance, Aaron, between his teeth. You don't know everything. Sienna, oh yeah. Well, I know what I meant about men. You see that one over there? It keeps to ego. Go and check with a man on the other side of the room. How many times has he tried to come up on to you? What free fall look? All well bred. He's well bred. He's rich, handsome, perfect. You gonna let him get away too? No, why? Aaron, daring her. Oh, go on, tell me. Shannon, because you only want what, what? You only want the only want the ones you can't have. So you're gonna go to Crichton. You're gonna mess with his head. You're gonna get turned over to Scorpius and dead. And rightfully ignoring Shannon's analysis, clears early. This marriage is wrong. You, you both know it. And actually talks hurriedly away from them. Meanwhile, back of Moya's things of not going according to plan. Moya and Pilot moving, but in right, not in the right directions. The end pushes Pilot's den up to his console. She cries in breathless desperation. The end Pilot, why are you moving further away from the royal planet? Pilot, maddening matter of fact tone. Moya has been following signals of some sort. Refuses to give up the trail. Zan agitated. Does he know that Scorpius did not, did not follow us? Does he know? Return the plate to keep help our friends. Pilot, pleasantly. Yes, but he's driven forward. Zan panting. What sort of signal is it, Pilot? Pilot, impossible to declare. Sign. Describe uh, to your satisfaction. But one of our eight senses is clearly it's familiar, compelling. In eyes for the look of a woman, a paddle canoe. A river, a distant roar, she in her ears. Cut back to the royal planet where Aaron is marching down one of the pale palace corridors by herself. A pair of sundowns, white clad natives stroll past her, and then they suddenly the Syrian embassy. Carrigan steps out from the doorway in front of her, but his face a former jarring amid the train, clean lines of palace Aaron, stopping and muttering on perfect Carrion. 
I don't believe I had the pleasure. Aaron, yes, I've heard about Sarians. Without faces, to begin to walk away from them. Karen politely was persistent. Perhaps we could talk for a moment in private. He motions to the room she just stepped out of, and Aaron stops clearly being put out, but she opts to put not right off powerful creature, mere connoyance, and turns around, receding amid the room, as indicates once inside she faces him, and continues her message for Scorpius. Aaron Scorpius? Karen, I know you work together. I saw your luxury move him. Aaron, she immediately knows he stumbled upon something. Coolly strolls a bit further into the room. Go ahead. Carrigan, we will not tolerate their interference. So far out that your consenting call the uncharted charities. Aaron with a slight smile suggests to him you're talking to the right person. Is there anything else? Karen, yes. In your presence here Valengard of a large of Larger of invading force, Karen, just send your guards to Scorpius. He begins to leave, but isn't finished, and follows aggressively. Karen, I have hoped to learn your mind by conservation. However, I must have made it. Gets in front of her and raises a clawed hand. But we can do any mind you're invading. Our attacks is strong and well-trained. And never this nor, but neither this nor speed gives any, or any advantage of the great Turian diplomat. He quickly recovers from his probable surprise at Terminal Tree with her attack. Kedri beats her across the room, but he smashes her into the small mirror. Such force it cracks its sense in its frame. And he tosses her onto the long table and proceeds to wipe it her face, dragging her down his length and taking various steps for items upon it as he goes. At the far end of the table, he slams her savagely on the floor. Aaron scrambles backwards away from him. She calmly advances to her again. But in a moment, Princess appears in the doorway in the room. Princess Empress Mover. Presently, don't stop now. Go on, kill each other. Save me trouble. Karen turns to her. Once again, the consummate envoy. Respectful of primacy. Karen might pose as Empress. He exits calmly with Aaron grape, grape, grapes from the floor. Princess Nover. She stalters over the broken mirror and just her hair. It's Aaron. Rather bother. I'd rather bother with warnings. Very bother warnings. Consider yourself a bit fresh with alertness. Odysseus. Aaron looks beat and shocked at the Empress. Stand sits sits a room. Pressing Aaron jaw on the way in. He murmurs his deference to her. Peter approaches Aaron. Idle with a wise and warning tone of one familiar where politics listen carefully, peacekeeper. Longer Crichton plays the part you've been assigned to. More likely you will keep our ten organs internal. Do not persuade him from his marriage, Aaron defiant. There's some effort due to the jobbing she's just taken. Thank you, Rigel. I could do what I think I do what I think is right. Rigel pointly. Paragon for you. Exodus leaving alone. Wrecked room. Looking shaken and miserable. Cut to medical area. Somewhere in the palace cotillion. Is already been seen by a physician and murmurs. Just a little small bump, he says, almost finished. He applies a twittering instrument to her arm. In the part of the room, John and Tara talk. Hey, John is there for some testing as well. But you know, you take my any more samples of my DNA. There's not going to be enough left of me. Tell you over smile of consolation. What species are you since you're not Siberian? John, human. I was still trying to tell you guys that, but you don't seem to want to notice them. Tara, we don't, we still don't. Empress has ordered the revelation sealed. 
No one will ever know. John, is it important that I married? Is it that is that important that I married the princess? Total conviction. Our domestic integrity was ensured peace. Any fracture and the whole region would could erupt. John, and why don't you marry her? Tara made her DNA has been poisoned. I accepted anyone until you. Glances and continuous directions he approaches. Wide frame medical device that suits in the middle of the room. Princess Katrina to the doctor. Would you activate the machine for me, please? John taking a gas at the quantity DNA poisoner. A brother? Taro politely, very discerning with help. You leave in a Sardarian embassy. Princess Katrina, John, come down look. He looks at her while Katrina standing by the open frame machine. Walks over, John, you've been joined by Rigel. Rigel appreciative. Oh, this is truly amazing, Crichton. I must have one of your king, uh, one in my kingdom. Mr. Katrina, boy or girl? John, sorry, what? Mr. Katrina, a DNA test confirms of its incipient kiss. Our child would be healthy, disease-free. Well, John, you could, and you can see what you, uh, they'd be like. Oh, whole, how many nice surprises would, could I have avoided? He smiles. John looks a, a bit perplexed as Katrina. As we're speaking to Sheen, choosing a gender for him. Mr. Katrina, make male infant, please. Machine makes a violent light. Before as she holds her arm out her arms, in a moment the baby peers, which craters her and she laughs with delight. John sits to the open arch in the machine, touching the infant in wonder. Torres sands his arms cross, verts his eyes sadly. A moment Aaron all sends the room, but stops at the same distance. She observes John touching the baby gently and cooling to it. John, hey buddy, what's up? Where'd you come from? Look at your slugger. Aaron watches in silence. You can date John with a phantom baby. This is him and Katrina speak. This is what your children would be like, would look like. Miss Katrina, with a maternal delight, she and John stand touching, making a, making over the child on possibility. Choices are ours. Aaron turns and leaves. John is engrossed with potential pregnancy. He never noticed her entry or exit. Would you like to see him grow up? John Sophie, yes, please, no. Not, not too grown up. He strokes the body head with his fusses and reaches for him. Shh. Jean Faze, an early little boy clad in slowy white, stands a violent light to the machine and speaks to John, the little boy smiling. Surely I, Dad. John crouches by the virtual kid, screams of pleasure. While you're standing almost delighted, John, a solitary device, oh, looks like, just like you. John and the little boy tussle gently. John grinning with fatherly joy. Yeah, he does, kind of. Roger chuckling, yes, maybe. We'll, we'll be, yes, he might be able to come in. John. Knuckles the little boy's tummy, the same tenderness. Little baby boy, baby punches his arm in response. John softly about taking his eyes from the child. Thank you, that's all. Little boy fades away. He does John smile. His expression becomes pensive. Rigel sighs wistfully. Tara, no, not to be intrusive, but a royal tailor. would like to see you in a fitting. The schedule to meet members of the royal family court. You must work on a pose for your government statue. John's statue? He laughed, he rises and steps away from Sheen. Get out of the town. Terror took it to look, to look his solemn. All right, fine. Well enough. With the Queen, she um took its wave. With little Marty demonstrates the familiar waves of Queen Queenie too. I do that. Terror the cancer is not amused, applies it dryly. Her only pose and likes to hold. Brady cycles, I'm afraid. Gains her done away. John, what? Eighty cycles? Tyro's stopping hesitant. I just assumed you knew. Oh, yeah. 
There's just one, this one little thing. I'm stepping too up to include, up close to him. Suddenly and apprehensive. No, do what? So much the warm, fuzzy feeling created by baby protector. Cut to the pentagon outside the pleasant, pleasant palace garden. Prince Caval Canan and Janice speak Prince Caval. Furious, poisonous DNA is compatible. It's not a trick. Canyon, Caval, Caran. Fossil, they know lawyers, but they know lawyers to assassinate him. Prince Caval, you really failed up this time, Caval. This is not part of our bargain. Caran's caucus is here because your mother let him stand, let him attend. Prince Caval, oh, so. Now it's my mother's for her. I have a half a mind to tell her about that, you. Karen snarls and ends his furnace like breath. The prince throws his head back in discomfort. But Karen also raises his clawed hand to him, holds him in a grip of serene mind control, which renders him able to move away from the painful heat. Karen, do you, uh, you have half a mind, your holiness? Are you actually to reveal your plans? Prince chokes the grass with heat, induced agony. You do, can you see past your childishness? Who realize any betrayal means went to death. Even mine follows. Caval strangled, yes. Caval releases him. And he collapses, moaning. Sarian turns to Jenna and now delivers the same treatment to her. Carry on, Chris, dear Genevina. To know your loyalties. She too begins to choke and spasm. They will step away from his heat and mind probe. So I'm interrogating your loving friend Nancy. What was, go- what was going through your delicate little mind? Jenna, with that so much effort, reveals of cunningness. I was hoping you wouldn't wear out of your our wedding. Sarian releases her, too, collapses, vomiting. Karen shakes his head, while contentment and walks away from him. Karen, destiny's couple, you are. Mima, Maria, Maria, pilots it down, or ride a huge instead of dust cloud. Green lights like infant stars glow within the grey clouds and occasional lightings, like flashes of brilliance, stutter ominously. Sedan, she observes a missing scene, a viewpoint. Why was Maya brought as here, Pollock? But I don't know. Maya continues to evasive with me. Have I assumed it was something to do with that? Directs attention to large ribbon, tense white light, appears to be moving through the clouds, clouds. Pulls them, it twists and withers and sp- silent roar. Silent solar winds of space. Sedan with dread. What is it, Pollock? It's alive. Part yes. So then it's twenty questions time. Does Maya know this living thing? Put it in gently May's tone. He sees us information from his evasive ship. Yes. Then, who is it? Put it cut to his drain. He concerns slowly, mixture of utter awe and dread. The builders of creators, her. The long drawn out whisper, God. Cut from the saline to dip back to the royal planet. Sienna and Diego seemed to finally found a hotel room. Dodging more, guttural alien would be. The Sienna throws her head back. Long moan of pleasure, John walks back in on him again. This time he doesn't care, but he's right up to the bed where he leans into Leno's face. John, do you hear about the statue? Does the Sienna, who's stark naked, on top again. She's a nice back, but that isn't the side of her John is on. Hey, Sienna, join the grind, join the grind, eight circles, eight circles. Probably eight years for you and me. Betty can wear in a distress shock without rage. Over five hundred she is to dogs. Everything moves under Shannon Dago, a nice white coated comforter over his head. Comes up for air, fixes John with baneful glance. He says quietly, Dago, why do you stay and tell us about it, John? John doesn't move in the middle of the sigh. So then dismounts the ferris is off previously. 
Grimacy to finish by herself. There he goes, sits up. Nearly swallowed his blanket. Listen to John. John in tone that suggests he's fighting down anger and panic. Do you know what a statue? What a statue when you were convincing me to marry the princess? Dago with a verbal equivalent shrug. Don't know about it now. Didn't know about it till now. Dago Joe. Is after we married? I mean, right after we married. It turns to statues. They go in a rather disinterested tone. Fascinating friends are heat. Aren't worth a lot of use, condom. John is excellent. Dago discovers science. John trying to, Dago trying to be hard there. Where? To what purpose, John, in a tone, suggested him to eat someone's lofty explanation, craziness, governing continuity, and as his frank assessment, a school with an harmonical structure, turners and pigeons crouches, beside over their schooner, whatever the hell they call it, for 80 cycles. They go trying hard to grasp at this. As a statue, John, yeah, we can see, we can hear. Don't ask me how we're supposed to absorb every single facet of the government system. That way, when mum and pops finally kick it, we roll. Dago thoughtfully. Perhaps that's why they endured a hundred circles piece. It works, John. You're like a brochure. Dago, with short pulls. You have to go through with it, John. John, unable to believe his prick of dickment, why no one else seems upset by it. 80 circles. He sorts prettily. My colleague loans will be delinquent. I miss the strippers on my thundered birthday. Voice of Rage scream protest. I'll get that into the bin with three trillion dollars. Single porch light left on there. Nobody. Everybody I know will be dead. Diego quietly. Alternative is having your brains dissected by scorpions. John, hoping you do not live as long as scorpions, Sertarians, Hibarians, or Dirigians. Can I get back everyone, my dad? ADK, my sisters. Came desert, Buffy, Dwayne, Slayer. All will be, will be dead. Diego. Might never see these people ever again anyway. Dago, just Dago. It just keeps you going. Gotta see the sun. Gonna get home. Hope. I have hope or I have nothing. Buries his face in his hands. Dago is sympathetic, trying to be encouraging. Look at what fate has given you, Procris. Be no longer a threat. And the ruling of peace, power, peace, prosperity. You will create a family. Perhaps you've only discovered you're the through destiny. John, you've been spending far too much time in Siena. You know that. Diego, almost a whole of fluff. She can make a lot of sense. Our time is good, John. We know each other when we need each other. But now it's time to move past our fears. See you on the road ahead. Diego, John, if you don't do this, you'll be, have to be my best man. Diego, a little surprised, but gently. Oh, I have Shannon now, John. As if it was a taste of any loneliness. That lies ahead. John stares in a moment, shakes his head a little. By no human Dago's misunderstanding. Cut to later John's room. John in local clothing. His area his eye in his are red instead of white. Nona is, is there assisting him, laying out a jacket on the bed. John is reaching past her the coat, so do you talk? Nona, she freezes wearily, applies a highly high pitched feminine voice. Then asks to Gwyneth. John and all your work for the royal family. Their owner for twenty two cycles. Said no the community the Kendall the children. Happy she was found you her mate, Highness. John all lose ah lose Highness. I'm John, call me that. No owner, I'm Verona. John Verona. That moment Aaron bells into the room. Aaron loudly to Rona. Could you give us a moment, please? The servants carries off.
I am Novara. John Nova. At that moment, Aaron barrels into the room. John, Aaron, Daddy to Nova. Could you give us a moment, please? Oh, please. The servant carries off Aaron stridently. So you're going to listen to me go over me, are you? Is that right, John? The Empress has made it clear. Married daughter, oh, she has me to Scorpius. Aaron, eighty cycles of statue. John Vermley, better than Scorpius. Aaron, is it? They face each other for a long moment. John will denetrate. He is in my head. Back in my mind, call on my eye. He scares me, Aaron. I can't shake him. And determined. Don't know what you're talking about. But there's never been anything we couldn't overcome together. John is set each other. He turns away from her and just his red silky jacket. Aaron sadly defaded, upset. Didn't come to the wedding. Can't come to the wedding. John, I want you there. Aaron, don't be absurd. John, I need you there, Aaron. Aaron, don't think you... Don't you think... That there are things to say, and angry and resentful. There's point. What else is to say? Said goodbye. John and Elsa angry. You're right. You're always right. Aaron turns on the heel. Dawn was out as fast as he came in. Leaving John a moment. Bye. Sits to put his shoe on a moment. Welcome to Barbie Room. Moment after the servant enters, stands just behind the armed guard near the door. Servant, they're almost ready for you, Highness. Then, almost leaving, seizes the guard from behind, breaks his neck. John has been sitting in his back to the door, being round and grabs the bench, sitting on to use a shield against the servant, fires a weapon at him. John then goes to the fence by using the bench, but not the servant for the floor. Pin him down there, but he receives a beating. Then more servants rush in and commotion. They're there to help John. And quickly pull him off to the first servant. Then the two men hold him. Third aims a weapon at John says, he's a wedding present from Prince Kavar. With that, they shoot. John is hit in the chest. The stained beam of white energy consumes to distort his flesh. He screams in agony. To be continued. <laughs>